Inner Voice, a heartfelt chat with Dr. Fujian. Break free from the forces holding you back. Get the life you deserve. Eliminate stress, reduce anxiety, decrease depression, and start living your full potential. Thousands have used Dr. Fujian Zane's Awareness Integration Theory, an evidence-based behavioral health breakthrough with incredible life-changing results. Getting rid of past trauma, having fulfilling relationships, increasing earnings, and living their best life. Now, the Fujian app is available to everyone. The app is Dr. Fujian Zane's Awareness Integration Theory theory in the palm of your hand. Download the Fujian app today. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Inner Voice podcast, a heartfelt chat with my guests and you beautiful listeners and viewers. I'm Dr. Fujian Zain. I'm a psychotherapist, an author, and the originator of the awareness integration theory. It's so great to be with you all. Um, I know that many of you have asked about the books that are out there. Um, related to the awareness integration theory. And here they are, Life Reset, which is a book for all of you. It's a self-help book. You can go through the process of creating the best life that you can, looking at the present moment, becoming aware, kind of cleaning up the past and all the emotional stuff that is left for you and it keeps showing up on every day, cleaning all of that up, cleaning all the closet up, and every area of your life, and then pursuing the future from a whole different way of you intending who you need to be and moving forward. Um, the awareness integration therapy, um, which is really for all of you, wonderful psychotherapists, mental health workers, life coaches, people who really want to do this technique with their clients, and it's all written in that book. And we do have certification programs for um, for therapists, mental health clinicians, and life coaches. And we give certification to both and uh, CEUs, continuing education. And for all of you parents, grandparents, teachers who work with children, young to young adults, the Intentional Parenting, uh, which is written with two of my amazing authors. And we go chapter by chapter, depending on um, you know, the stages of life and uh, from infancy to toddler to teenage years to adulthood, and you will um, have the awareness integration in all aspects of, um, you know, emotional uh, growth, uh, cognitive growth, motor skills growth, and all in all. Um, you, you can definitely get all of these from my website, fujan.com, Amazon, or anywhere you get your books. Um, now, today, I am excited to also share with you that um, you probably hear the ads with the Fujian app. Fujian app also offers you all of the uh, awareness integration path with, for, with 31 areas of lifetime. And from there, you get to not only work on yourself, but really look at what skills you need and then, um, you know, find uh, all of the amazing experts uh, that you could go through the app and listen to them, meet them. And if you need personal coaching or personal therapy, there's some experts there. There are also videos of skill building from, you know, experts from all over the world for you that not only you become aware of yourself, but also gain the skills. So go to Fujian app to get that. And soon we're going to also have a promotional just because you are subscribing to this podcast and my podcast, we're going to give you that. So I'm really excited to be with you and um, to offer you all that I have and can out of 30 years. 
Today, I am so excited and I'm positive you'll enjoy whatever you're going to hear because I really enjoyed conversing with Dr. Glenn and Phyllis Hill. Um, the two of them spent the first 30 years of their marriage living in discontent. Their first sexual experience sent them into years of avoidance and pain. Now, Dr. Glenn was so determined to find out what went wrong. Um, and he went back to school. He became a marriage and family therapist at a clinical psychologist. I'm sorry, sexologist. Um, so, and licensed MFT and a clinical sexologist. And he really started digging and digging and digging deep into emotional regulation, where he discovered source of all of their disconnect. From there, Dr. Glenn and Phyllis created the Connection Codes, and that's the name of their new book, Connection Codes, which is a framework to help couples connect emotionally and physically using their four-minute tool. And guess what? In this podcast, they show you, they actually role-play the four-minute tool for you, and it's spectacular. Now, they're authors and they're speakers and have connection coders in over 50 countries for living in peace and in their relationship, and it's beautiful. It was a joy talking to them. They, you know, this talk is personal. They share from their own life, examples from their own life, how they overcome it, what they learned, what are the, some, some of the scientific bases around it. So I'm positive you're gonna enjoy. And better than that, they're giving you a gift. And the gift you can go to www.connectioncodes.com co co slash forward slash inner voice and they're giving you 20 percent discount on some of the material um and um it's it's nice it has a wheel so it's really cool and you get to play with it and and work with it and really get they, they're giving you the four minute code so i'm just letting you know all right so um you, you're gonna have that and i'm positive you're gonna enjoy it anyway subscribe to this podcast my YouTube channel and connect with me through my website, fujanzane.com. Um, you can also go to fujan.com for the for the app. You can go to awareness into integration.com to learn all about the theory and the interventions. Go to any of the social medias with Dr. Fujan Zane. I love to hear from you. So contact me, let me know um, if you have guests in mind, if you have topics in on mind, I just Love to connect. I want to know uh, what you want to learn. And I am excited and committed to give you and offer you anything that you want to learn and the questions that you have answers, whether it's with me or all the experts who come on the show. Without further ado, here they are, Dr. Glenn and Phyllis Hill. Eliminate stress, reduce anxiety, and decrease depression. Dr. Fujian Zane's awareness integration theory has helped thousands like you get incredible life-changing results. The Fujian app gives you her evidence-based treatment in the palm of your hand. Download today. Well, welcome to our show, Dr. Glenn and Phyllis Hills. It's so nice to have you with me and our audience. Mm -hmm. Yes, so Exciting. fun for us as well. <laughs> we just love it. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, this is a lot about the two of you. So not only you've created the connection codes and you have so many people around the world, you know, utilizing your method. But the interesting is this isn't just a theory. This is something that the two of you have really 
work through in your mm -hmm. marriage. Like this is experiential. This is experimental. This is yeah. a theory and intervention altogether because you're here to show, you know, it hasn't been that easy, but mm -hmm. we got it and we made it. So please take us through your journey. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it is interesting uh, as far as realizing that, you know, our story is probably very similar to mm. others. You you marry, you mm. know, we were high school sweethearts, you know, mm. you marry your high school sweetheart. And we had all the things put into place that mm. we thought would give us great success. And we learned very quickly in the first <laughs> few days, weeks of our mm. marriage that that wasn't the case. And there was a lot of conflict. Mm -hmm. And the conflict so often was about logistical things, you know, just simple things like how uh, the towels were folded or mm -hmm. things like that, that mm -hmm. you just thought, oh my goodness, how can there be yeah. so much conflict, so much pain over such small things? And, you know, eventually you kind of learn to really avoid what we call now trigger topics, mm. right? We learn to, well, just as long as we don't talk about that, then we are getting mm. along. And yet, you know, and that's probably a, a big part of our journey that we we learned that. But it felt like over time that really we were growing further apart from each other and that there were so many things that we just couldn't even talk about. And one of the stories that we tell in our book, we call it the dishwasher story, which was a real turning point in our marriage. And so it was a it was a situation that had occurred many times, mm. unloading of the dishwasher. I came into the kitchen to start dinner thinking the dishwasher was still full, that I needed to unload it before I could start dinner. I open it, well, it was already empty. Glenn comes into the kitchen on his way to somewhere else. And I said, oh, babe, thanks for unloading the dishwasher. And then he responded in the way that he normally did. And he said, well, it's not like the only thing I've done today. And that response was very common. And at this point in our marriage, I would just kind of roll my eyes, turn my back and just mind my own business. But for whatever reason, in that moment, yeah, because we had done that, that pattern, probably mm, literally thousands yes. of times, certainly many, many hundreds. And what we were missing was that I live with one of the most productive people on the planet. She happens to live with one of the lesser productive people. <laughs> I'm fun to have around, but I struggle just getting things done. So what I was experiencing in that moment was that she was making fun of me, like, oh, it's a miracle. Glenn did something useful for a change, you know, throw some mm. confetti, call the internet. And uh, I had, so it was so painful for me when she would say that. Well, she didn't know that. She's genuinely mm. just saying those six words, thanks for unloading the dishwasher. And so I would respond to her with something from a wounded position of her making fun mm -hmm. of me, her, her demeaning me. Uh, and then our cycle would start speeding up. Uh, and, you know, she would say, I, I didn't say it was the only thing you did today. And I'm like, well, I don't understand why you have to make such a big deal about it. You, you know, act like I'm, I never do anything worthwhile. And of course, this poor girl is going, wait, what? Where does that, you know, we had no idea we were clueless. Uh, another thing about something good and then I got slapped. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And again, that had not happened three times. That had happened many, 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 many times. And so as um, time progressed in our relationship, so the first decade was so brutal for us because we were always at odds. And then we went to tons of marriage conferences, marriage seminars, read marriage books, and they basically said avoid trigger topics. Well, everything was a trigger topic for us. <laughs> and by then we had children. 
So we just stopped talking. Basically, I mean, we talked about the kids and we talked about, you know, household stuff, but but we didn't talk about us uh, at all. And we looked like the healthy marriage. We let all the marriage classes, the marriage seminars at our churches because we didn't fight much. Mm -hmm. And what people didn't realize is, oh, they don't fight much, but they don't engage much at all. So they're kind of living in peace, but not really. They're just living Mm -hmm. parallel lives. Uh, and we were into our third decade of marriage before we figured out that there was actually a better way. Uh, as I hear your life story, I also, I don't know if you, you know, um, Harville Hendricks mm-hmm. yeah. and Helen, they kind of sh- shared the same thing. Like, you know, they were the gurus and we all took their classes and imago therapy. And one day I remember coming to, uh, I wasn't in that class, but it was like, okay, we're, we're divorcing. <laughs> Everybody's shocked that what happened? And it seems mm-hmm. like there's a there's some areas that work and we kind of like invest in it as I hear the two of you. There are areas that are working, we invest in it, we do it great, we move forward, but there are areas that we kind of like put in the closet and mm-hmm. we don't um we don't handle it. And at one point it really internally um it, it we get stuck at it at one point and it shows up. And as I hear you, you've done this for such a long time that finally at one point it was like, there's more that I have to handle. And mm-hmm. it's where it seems like you um, you started looking at deeper wounds and deeper emotions and really having to work deeper on ourselves, each person, and then bringing it together. So can you share a little bit about that method? Yeah. Well, and, and I was just going to mention that I'm the educated one. Phyllis is the smart one. All of the uh, benchmarks in our relationship came from her. And in that moment uh, with the dishwasher thing, she thought to slow down, get curious. And she said, babe, what happens for you whenever I say that? Which she did not have to do, by the way. That was my responsibility. But she cared enough about me and about us that she pursued me. She found out what was happening. And then I was able to tell her the message that I received uh, from her, which is certainly not Phyllis's fault, but I would almost suggest it's not Glenn's fault either. I wasn't trying to feel wounded. I wasn't trying to feel shamed in that moment. That's just what was happening for me. And because she slowed us down, I was able to convey that uh, to her, which was a huge turning point. Uh, We were still missing a whole lot of things, but that was a big, big turn for us that led us into the uh, progression in the years that uh, ahead. Well, that curiosity that I, yeah. you know, in that moment had, and then his mm-hmm. response to me brought so much compassion to mm-hmm. me, you know, that mm-hmm. then I realized, wow, there are so many things that you react in a way that doesn't make sense mm-hmm. to me. And so it's kind of the, the turn for us was at that moment to stop fighting over the logistics mm-hmm. Um, you know, just like in the past, I would say, can't you just say you're welcome? Mm. Like it would make it so much simpler. And, and yet that's logistical, right? Mm. That was me wanting a logistical change Mm. from him. Mm. But when I understood the emotion under it, then it brought out the Mm. compassion in me. And then I was able to go, okay, wow. You know, I wanted to know more. I wanted to understand more about that. Mm. And, you know, in the, in all of that, uh, in our story, obviously, we've been married um, 41 years, so there's a lot of story behind mm-hmm. all of that. But in Glenn's uh, research, in, in the many years that he worked on all of this, it was kind of understanding that, wow, 
so often couples think that it's all about the logistics. We fight about the logistics. If you could just pick up your shoes, then I wouldn't yell at you. So just pick up your shoes. You know, I wouldn't get so angry if you would just pick up your shoes. And so we get stuck right there instead of finding out what's happening to the individual. And that led Glenn to do tons of research about what causes couples to disconnect. And that road led him you know, to get his master's in marriage and family therapy, and then his doctorate in sexology, Mm. and through just working with couples, and having the time to do that, and all the schooling, the research and the research of, we think that we're disconnecting over logistics, Mm. instead of realizing we're missing each other over the emotion, and that we don't understand how much emotion affects Mm. people. And it's a disconnector or a connector. And not just in marriage, but in in all, in friendship, in business, in communities, it's the emotion behind something that causes all the damage, that causes all the disconnection, which also can cause the connection. Yeah, which made no sense to me because 24 hours before our wedding, we were excited about happily ever after. Mm. And 48 hours after our wedding, we were like, oh crap, what do we just do? And we just signed a 70 year contract, we figured, you know, I was 20, she was 19, so we're like, oh my gosh. And that just didn't make sense to me. And it continued to not make sense to me for many years. And so I was able to, Phyllis had me quit working about 20, a little over 20 years into our uh, marriage. And she said, you got to go back to school and figure some of this stuff out. And which, and she built a business, which was amazing. So my first quest was to figure out what causes people to disconnect. It just didn't make sense to me. There's not a parent on the planet that I've ever met that hopes to live disconnected from their children. They have this little baby and they're just like, oh my gosh, they're so cute. And then 10, 15 years later, they're completely disconnected. They didn't plan that. They did mm-hmm. not do that on purpose. Uh, and as we so often criticize them like, well, you know, the kids are bad or the parents are bad or something. No, they just missed some stuff. So my initial quest was to figure out what happened for this couple that they disconnected so badly, so quickly. Uh, And when we finally discovered this scientifically, what causes humans to disconnect? I was excited about that part of it. Phyllis, again, being the smart one said, well, wait, what causes people to connect? That's what matters. That's what's more important than what caused, because we can walk around identifying saying, well, you're doomed and you're doomed and you're doomed. So it's kind of interesting, but it doesn't really help people. And she said, well, what if we turn it in reverse? Is that what causes people to connect? And she was right. And that's what we now call the connection codes because we're actually coded for this. It's hardwired inside of us. Uh, And that was the thrill is to realize that, oh my gosh, we can actually, we scientifically now know how to help people connect. And that's the power of it. And just so you know, uh, Dr. Pujan, we're so psyched about this. We're so hyped about it because we're living it. We remember the pain. We remember the years and years, literally a couple of decades of disconnect. And now to get to live this, we're just mesmerized that this is even uh, possible because we're the same two people, but now we actually have the tools. We know what to do. We did not need better intentions. We did not need more effort. And that's what most relational stuff focuses on. Well, you have to have a better intention. You have to try harder. No, we just didn't have the right tools, and now we do, and we're blown away that this is uh, even possible. And very, very simple, actually. That's what's even more stunning. This is so implementable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of um, the, there's a lot of personal um, 
ways that people can get disconnected. And it, some of it has nothing to do with the other person because some things can get triggered by the other person and you could get disconnected from them because you don't like something or it triggers you that you know reminds you of something else. I've even noticed people, just, you know, in the best of scenario, people still get disconnected because sometimes, mm. you know, novelty shows up or um, something takes them to a whole different level, which, you know, so suddenly they put it as a priority. And um, sometimes we take each other for granted when everything is kind of like flat and the novelty isn't there. So you could see, I've seen both on myself and I've seen it with my clients in 30 years that at times it's a is a trigger of a negative thing we're trying you're trying to avoid or hide or protect and mm -hmm. at times it's the opposite it's almost like all is there and then it's just like okay it's always going to be there and kind of like your eyes and your attention moves to something else you know something shiny and just takes you it could be like your career or it could be something you know i'm not talking necessarily infidelity i'm talking like something else gets you excited about and you move on and then suddenly like oh what happened? Like, you know, there was a mate there sometime. <laughs> and what happened to that mate? Or, oh, my mm -hmm. child is about five years older. Where have I been? Because my attention has gone away. Um, can you share a little bit about, of course, first, a little bit generality about what are some of the disconnection and then go into your methodology of how do we, how do we connect? How do we keep connection? If we've left the connection, how do we return to the connection? Well, well, you know, I think even with what you just mentioned is that we often don't know hmm. just some of the basics, like how to stay in authenticity with relationships. Yeah. And so we do get distracted and we don't know how to even identify pain within hmm. our relationship, within yeah. our, you know, family unit. Yeah. And so it is easy to get distracted. It's like, well, there's so much pain here. But over here is that shiny thing, as you mentioned, you know, and so, yes, it could be a career, it could be a hobby, uh, you know, it could be uh, even a neighbor, like there's can be things that are like, oh, that is actually less painful. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, part of what we teach is how to identify the pain, how to tune into ourselves. Right. For many of us, we have not been taught that early in life mm -hmm. to tune in. It's almost like the opposite. So many of us right. have been taught to, uh, you know, kind of like, you're okay, you're okay, move on, move on. And so we don't know how to slow down and to really go, okay, what is happening with me and how to deal with the pain? We don't know how to communicate in a healthy way. I felt pain when you said that, or I felt really hurt uh, that you forgot mm. to bring home milk. Like, we don't know how to say it in a way that is a healthy, way and so we often attack each other and or we are one of those people who bottle it up mm. for a day a week a month right. and then we explode and so then we cause all this damage in our relationships because we just don't know how to stay in authenticity and just communicate right. that yeah because we're hardwired at birth to be authentic all babies are authentic all the time somewhere along the way we get knocked off course so as we and we're skipping a bit to fast forward just for time's sake but as we started doing this research we saw that humans connect through emotions specifically core emotions and there are five neural regions in every human's brain on the planet 
that fire emotions in what we call the limbic system. When the limbic system is flooded, it blocks the cortexes from uh, working effectively and maybe at all. You've heard somebody say, I was so upset I couldn't think straight. That is scientifically accurate. That's exactly what happens. So if I feel wounded by Phyllis, if she said something, did something, and I'm not even blaming her that I felt hurt. What we do know is that I felt hurt. I did. I don't know if it's her fault. How in the world do you figure that out? She may have said something like, thanks for unloading the dishwasher. Well, we're not going to judge her for that and condemn her and go, Phyllis, how dare you say thanks for unloading the dishwasher? Well, that didn't make any sense. So, but I did feel wounded. I did feel pain. I did feel hurt. Uh, in it. So what we have to help people do is to learn to process the emotions in the moment, which is again, what we're hardwired to do. Every 12 month baby on the planet processes emotion instantly. That's what we're designed to do. Somewhere along the way, we get knocked off track uh, we never get recoded, but we get reprogrammed. So then we're not authentic uh, anymore. Phyllis can dance with the authentic Glenn. Glenn can dance with the authentic Phyllis if I know what's happening for her at the core. So our mission was to figure out how do we help people process these core emotions so that the limbic system is cleared out, so that the cortex is engaged. They become smarter versions of themselves. Literally, they're, they're able to think clearly and then they're able to uh, connect. So with the five neural regions, we divide uh, the, the five neural regions are anger, fear, disgust, uh, pleasure and pain. And we divide pain up. The emotional pains are hurt, sad and lonely because they look so different on a brain scan. And then disgust, we divide into guilt and shame because they present so differently affectively. Uh, so the eight core emotions are the, the common human language. It's cross-cultural, it's cross-language. That's what everybody experiences. And part of the beauty of it is because it's a common language, whenever I say to Phyllis, I feel overwhelmed, she doesn't really know what that means. I mean, she knows what the word means, but she doesn't know what's happening for me. If I say to her, I feel fear, what the research showed was that the, it tickles the fear region of her brain. It becomes a shared human experience and we bond through that. Plus, she knows what I'm talking about. Every human knows what fear is. So if I say, oh, I feel stressed, I feel anxious, I feel overwhelmed. Those are not wrong things to say, but it does not cue her into me the same as if I say I feel pain, I feel fear, uh, I feel shame. Uh, in that. And now we can bond and we can connect, we can dance and we process through this. And this is what blows my mind, Dr. Fujian, is we do that in less than 30 seconds. I can't believe this is even possible. If you'd said that to me 30 years ago, I'd have been like, that's, stop making fun of me. Because we would have three day conflict, three week disconnects. Mm -hmm. yeah. And now to realize that most of our almost, I mean, literally, we go for many, many weeks without having a tense moment that lasts more than 30 seconds. I'm, I just, I don't even have words for it. I cannot believe that's even possible. And yet we're living it and seeing thousands of people around the world experience the same thing. You also talk about identity in your book. You mm. have a chapter about how to, um, you know, look at our identity, how it's formed and how we can create a, you know, conscious identity in a sense with looking at our emotions and, um, and and being authentic first with ourselves, with our emotion, and then expressing it authentically. Can you share what it is that you call uh, identity? Because identity is is fluid in a sense. But there's, there's, there's something that we mean when we say identity. Can you please share? Yeah. Yeah, we call that the number one fundamental, foundational, most pressing human need, just the sense of self. 
I think that's what Brene Brown uh, references is as the, the, just the idea of what, how am I experiencing myself right now? And, you know, if we met in person and you wouldn't shake my hand, you know, you kind of look away from me. Well, I'm very quickly going to lose identity, just the sense that she doesn't value me. She doesn't see me. She doesn't think I'm even worth acknowledging. Uh, and we're coded, I'm supposed to move away from someone like that. Well, if I'm stuck with you, if I'm stuck in this room, this meeting, whatever, that just becomes a pain experience for me that I'm like, wow, she just doesn't like me for whatever reason. Um, you know, and I haven't, maybe you had an unkind uncle whose name was Glenn. And so when you just saying the word, literally the name Glenn, you're like, yeah, I don't want to hang out with that person. He reminds me of my uncle. So uh, I would lose identity. I would lose that sense that I have value to you uh, in the moment. And again, it doesn't mean I have to be mean to you. I'm just eventually going to move away from you because I'm like, every time I'm with her, I feel unseen. I feel unvalued. I feel like I don't matter to her. So I'm just going to go hang out with that other person over there where I receive identity, where I do feel seen. I do feel valued. I do feel that I matter to them. You know, it kind of goes with the, do I exist to mm. you? You know, do I have value to you? Right. And when we get the answer, no, that is when you realize I'm losing so much identity here. Mm. And, you know, hopefully that's not happening in your, you know, in your marriage, if you're married, but often the other person doesn't even realize that you're losing identity Mm. without you. It's like, it starts with you. You've got to realize, oh man, every time I'm with my mom, Mm. she criticizes me and I feel I lose identity. Well, it really helps when you can, when you can tune into that, because then you can prepare yourself. It's Mm. almost like you can go, okay, I'm going to go spend time with my mom because I want to, but I know what's coming. And it's like, even just being aware of that changes the whole experience. When you are in a, in a marriage, in a partnership, you're there is such a need for you to be able to say i lose identity when you criticize me in front of our friends it's very important for your partner to understand that is happening for you and that they understand the value of identity because there's times you know a partner can so easily respond by going oh i was just kidding and it was for you to be able to go i feel so much pain it's so I feel pain. I feel shame when you tease me in front of my friends and I lose identity mm. and for them to understand, man, that is not sustainable in a mm. relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it may even be something, I mean, just like Phyllis saying, thanks for learning the dishwasher. That's not an evil thing. There's mm. no way you can criticize Phyllis and say, oh, shame on you for saying that. Right. Um, and we learned just a few years ago in our relationship, when Phyllis says thanks for doing anything uh, for me, and we, and we call it the three phrases, uh, we call it the ooh, what's happening, and I missed it. And I said to Phyllis, I said, when you say thanks for helping me, I lose identity. I feel a little bit less than like I'm just a minimum wage employee, like I'm not valuable to you. And she said, oh, what's happening with that? What am I missing? And ultimately, we're getting to the point of meeting needs. And she said, so, babe, what do you need? And I said, would you be willing to say thanks for partnering? with me and she gently grinned at me and she said yeah i I could say that she didn't have to she's not wrong to say thanks for helping me but since that time which that was probably five years ago 
Most of the time she'll remember and she'll go, babe, thanks for partnering with me. She'll even be a smart aleck. I'll hand her a pen and she'll be like, thanks for partnering with me and giving me that pen. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But it's a connector. I mean, literally, you know, I say it and she ends up laughing and we bond through that. She does not have to say thanks for partnering with me, but I'm so important to her. And she's like, yeah, if it's if it has value to my partner, to Glenn, yeah, I can say that. And it just washes over me when she says that because I feel identity. I feel so seen by her that, you know, hey, mm. I'm a partner here, people. I'm not just a minimum wage employee. I'm not expendable. I'm not some random dude showing up. I'm a partner. And it really does. It's amazing to me. It just, I feel so valued in that and I receive identity and it washes over me. But again, none of that is Phyllis's fault or her responsibility at all. She's just willing to do it because she really, really likes me. I remember when you guys saying I used to um, at every turn, if my husband did something, I just said, thank you. And he had, well, kept saying, well, and then at the beginning, he was like, you don't have to say thank you. Why do you keep saying thank you? Um, and, and, and it was like, I want to appreciate every single aspect of it. Can you just receive it instead of diffusing it? And it's like, it's hard for me because I think it's just redundant. I'm like, but my gratitude is not redundant. My gratitude, every time I say it, it makes me appreciate you. This isn't just for you. It's every time it comes out of my mouth, I go into gratitude. And it it fills me up with gratitude. And I hope you gain it and, you know, you receive it. But this isn't just for you. This is really for me to be the source of gratitude. And for me, it's easier. Instead of me going with this, you know, um, intervention of, laying down on bed and saying five things that I was grateful today, I'm just going to be grateful all day because I keep saying it, seeing it, saying it, feeling it. So it took about maybe a couple of months. And now it's just, I say, thank you. And it's like, you're welcome. And it's like, you know, it's like every minute that just kind of, and then he started like, if, you know, things were happening, something that I didn't even realize and he was enjoying it and he would just turn around and say, thank you. So we started that piece of all day, just really, you know, appreciating each other, which was a little bit awkward at the beginning. So I, something that you guys said, which was interesting, you said, you know, sometimes we get caught in logistics. Hmm. And I think I would like to say, sometimes we get caught into empty logistics. Because I think that whatever, like Phyllis, you were saying, when we feel it, when we experience it, there's still a logistics of communicating and how to communicate it effectively. But you're so right that when we just only shift the words in order to logistically make something look right, but it isn't right inside. It doesn't come with the whole thing, you know, the emotions inside. It just doesn't land. It just feels like, you know, it's a robotic thing that you're just doing versus really like experiencing it and sharing it. So everyone, the connection code, um, I, um, I want you guys to be able to get this by Dr. Glenn and Phyllis Hills. Um, another conversation that you guys had in your, um, in your book, it says the connection codes pre-existed us. We did not invent them. We simply swept them into a pile and labeled them. And they're a blueprint of how humans uh, connect in relationship as well as set of tools for facilitating the, the process. But I, out of all your book, I really, really love this sentence you said. If you love deeply, you hurt deeply. And if you don't, it's much worse. And I totally agree. And I totally agree with that sentence. So 
it's um it's your your methodology is bringing the two of you closer to each other but more than i hear that it brings you closer to yourself and mm -hmm. then to each other yeah. yeah, and that's, you know, part of what we realized, and I think with Glenn having a private practice here in Tennessee, is that he realized just in the value of creating tools mm. that can actually make a huge right. difference in yeah. relationships. Mm. And that, you know, a lot of people cannot afford therapy or cannot go and sit down with someone uh, in a, in therapy to talk yeah. through all of the differences in their relationship. Mm. And so, you know, this made such a huge difference for us. And then yeah. it's like, okay, how can we create it with tools that the, the everyone can, can get, can use, yeah. can pass on, um, and what one of the tools that we have is called the core emotion wheel. Mm. And part of it is an, a way for you yourself to mm. tune in what is happening with me, because mm. our brain is firing emotions all day long. Right. Most of us don't know how to tune in. And so, you know, we, we in a way, weapon, uh, weaponize emotions mm. with each other or with ourselves. You know, we try to hold it together yeah. and then we blow up because we're not processing right. constantly our emotions. Yeah. So the the tool that we have, which is it's in the book, it's not it's black and white in the book. So this one is an emoji one. Um, that's a lot a of bit. Can you bring it up a bit? Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so this is just what we call the core emotion wheel with emojis, and it is uh, the eight core emotions. Mm -hmm. And what we do is an exercise. It's just a four minute exercise. So two minutes each where we can express daily our emotions. Right. Now, this is kind of a tool that is a beginner. This is the beginner, right? Like as in this is a way for you to tune into mm. yourself, for you to share with your partner what's happening with you, with your friends. Uh, we have teachers that use it in their classrooms. So it can be used in multiple ways to kind of slow down and go, OK, what is uh, happening with me? Yeah. And once you learn to do that with this kind of exercise, daily exercise, then you could actually just start using this language all the time just like what you were sharing when you say uh to your partner thank you for doing this you actually can change the wording to oh, i feel so much joy uh doing this with you or i feel so much joy that you just did this and it tickles the joy region of his brain which is amazing because the joy region then you're both firing in the joy region mm -hmm. together and it's like it's so you're bonding. really it's yeah. very bonding and you're sharing in a, in a really yeah. deep way and we would love to do this exercise uh right now for your audience uh so they can see how it plays out in real time please yeah. and i just want to say the, the the reason we designed this is because everybody wants to be connected that's the human mm -hmm. condition they just don't know how mm -hmm. and so these emotions that remain unprocessed end up being a barrier uh, to them. And, and a lot of people view emotions as bad and, and they're, they're damaging, but that's unprocessed emotion. And so we wanted to help people figure out, and again, we're coded this way from birth. We know how to do it when we were born and then we get knocked off course and we forget. So this tool is designed just to be experiential so that they get trained, retrained technically, because they did it well as babies, uh, to retrain them to be able to do it in real time. So, and it takes two minutes per person. So it's incredibly fast uh, and effective because nobody, people don't have time every day to do a 45 minute mm, exercise. Like no, I don't no, have that no. much time in my day. Okay. Go for All it. Right. Okay.
Great. Okay. Uh, let's see. I felt, uh, I think I felt hurt yesterday when uh, you said yeah. that you thought that I was mad at you, right. but you weren't really tuning in to what was happening yeah, with yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I felt sad uh, just kind of in that interaction because mm-hmm. I kind of felt missed by you, but then it led me to guilt because I didn't tell you what mm-hmm. was happening with me. Well, so. Yeah. That was not fair to you. Um, Let's see, shame. I think I felt shame uh, early this morning when I wasn't prepared for a meeting Mm. and I didn't have my notes written out and I didn't realize it till the meeting started. Felt some shame in that. Uh, Fear, I think I feel fear with all the trips and speaking engagements we have coming up that I've got to get all my ducks Mm. in a row and all the material sent out ahead of time. Feel fear that I'm not gonna get that done. Mm um lonely oh i do feel lonely in the logistics of our travel because i'm always the one handling all Mm -hmm. those things Mm -hmm. and you're not and so i feel alone in that experience uh let's see um did i mention guilt already Mm -hmm. oh good and i mentioned shame already so then anger Mm. anger Ooh, that's always a little bit harder for me. I think um, earlier we actually were doing a podcast and we were talking about my childhood. And I do mm. feel anger when I think about right. how um, much my parents, um, my mom had a silent voice, like she did mm. not have a voice. And and so I think a lot of that was passed on to me. I feel yeah. anger in that. And just it took me so long to wake up to that and mm. get my voice to feel anger for that. Yeah joy oh tons of joy uh the sun is shining and the fall weather is here love that so much joy with that and then just a lot of joy for the trips that are coming up i love traveling with you so a lot of joy well cool so for me um a lot of loneliness being at the conference uh the past couple days we went to different classes on purpose and so i was always (laughs) sitting alone and of course usually didn't yeah. know anybody going into it so i'm mm, lonely uh, in that uh, i feel so sad for the the many many years where we missed each other we just mm, didn't have a clue we yeah. had great intentions we wanted yeah. to connect and we didn't have any idea wow. had no tools uh, to do that mm. uh, so much hurt with you over the years in so many different ways wow. uh, and we mm. wounded each other so much and, and yeah. traumatized uh, each other from so mm. many ridiculous hurts yeah. uh, tons and tons of joy getting to live life with you now I'm blown away mm. I just I never thought we'd get to live this and yeah. the fact that we get to work together is just spectacular mm. travel together everything together it blows uh, my mind a lot of anger I'm really really driven to get this message out people mm. should not have to live like we live for a couple of decades it's just yeah. too life is too precious life is too important mm-hmm. and we have to uh, reach eight billion people uh, the whole population on the planet mm-hmm. with this message uh it's just so important tons of shame over how much i missed uh i can't believe it i'm a mm-hmm. very very smart person and i was dumb as a brick so mm-hmm. many times because i was always flooded with you mm-hmm. i wanted to be with you and i couldn't stand being with you i didn't know yeah. how uh to connect uh with you and yeah. Uh, there was so much shame in the moment and so much shame now looking back like how how could I have been that mm-hmm. dense how could I have missed that badly uh, lots of guilt in that just uh, I wounded you so many mm-hmm. times I mean not once not twice not a hundred times literally thousands yeah. of times which still comes into play for us today now we just know what to do 
yeah. uh, with it. And then always fear for me just presenting to a new audience that I want to make sure we're conveying well. Mm -hmm. uh, feel fear that we may have misconveyed, people may have missed yeah. some things in our message because our dream is just to help people mm -hmm. uh, to know how to connect because that's the essence of life is just uh, being in close community with the people that are valuable to us. Yeah. Wow. Thank cool. you. Oh, I love mm -hmm. it. And that's the core emotion wheel. It takes two minutes per person. And it, we do this every day uh, so that we're retraining ourselves to be able to do it this afternoon, to this evening, you know, in the moment when it happens. It's beautiful. There's a, such a powerful um, authenticity and vulnerability and mm -hmm. uh, to, to allow um, like a solidness and then yet, you know, allowing openness um with it so it's, it has all of it together so thank you so much for sharing all of that with me and for everyone who's hearing or listening to us everyone um you've got to get this book mm -hmm. it is the connection code by dr glenn and phyllis hill um in one minute, if there's anything that we haven't touched upon and you really want people to know Mm. Well, this I don't know that this should be in my minute, but I did want to say that we want to give your listeners a free copy of this core emotion wheel so mm. that they can instantly download it, print it yeah. off and use it. And it'll come with directions and a video that will show them um, how it's done. And if they just go to connectioncodes.co forward slash inner voice, hmm. they will get that free download. Hmm. And uh, any of the other materials that we have will be then available to them. And hmm. we actually have master classes too. We've hmm. gone into the studio. Right. It, it, it goes well with the book. And so if your listeners want to just go, oh, I don't want to do a book, but I would watch a master class. If they will use the code inner, it'll give them 20% hmm. off cool. of any of the master classes. Cool that we have and it's such a great way to start this journey because for many people they just don't know where to start and that's what we wanted to make it simple hmm. we wanted to make it implementable right. to everybody kids love this stuff hmm. like you think yeah. oh you have to be a certain age to understand hmm. emotions that's not true i mean you do this core emotion yeah. wheel with your child and they are usually better at it than we adults are yeah yeah, yeah the one thing i would say is just I plead with people, just check this out. The connection codes are based on the human condition. Mm -hmm. It's not a personality profile, a theory. This is already true for you. It just got blocked mm -hmm. along the way. And so we're just trying to help people get back to their authentic self because that's how humans connect deeply is in authenticity. And it's already inside of you. You just need to get it reactivated. And the power of it is just mind blowing. Beautiful. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with it. Mm -hmm. So good. So Absolutely. much joy. Thank you for having yes. us. And for and thank you for the gift for all of us. That's a beautiful gift that you're offering. And for all of you who are out there, create an amazing life for yourself and everyone around you. And until next week, bye-bye. Eliminate stress, reduce anxiety, and decrease depression. Dr. Fujian Zane's Awareness Integration Theory has helped thousands like you get incredible life-changing results. The Fujian app gives you her evidence-based treatment in the palm of your hand. Download today.